and welcome back to Old School. Today in class, where our teacher is going to be Erica Renault. Erica is a powerful speaker, a passionate writer, and a co-founder of Two Prayer Initiatives. She speaks at various events and conferences throughout the Northeast. She is the author of Pray With Me, and I had the privilege of being on her launch team. Erica and her husband are active in their congregation, leading regular prayer and worship gatherings. And when she's not ministering to others via a microphone or written words, you'll find Erica at home discipling her five children between the ages of six and 18. With most of the children currently homeschooled, her house is rarely short of laughter, schoolwork, and a mess. In her free time, Erica loves to frequent the mountains and lakes and coffee shops of the upstate New York. That would be fun. I love lakes anytime I can get near the water. <laughs> so thank you for joining us in class today. Welcome, Erica. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad to be here. So thanks for having me. I'm happy to have you. And I would love to have you start off with telling us your story, how you came to the point of a calling as a writer, and specifically with the subject matter of prayer. Sure. Yeah. I um I it's funny that I wrote a book because I as a kid I was not super academic. Um really didn't get great grades. Um I think the first A I got in uh English was for a presentation. It was like a how-to kind of a presentation and I could not believe I got an A. I I brought that A home and I was like, "Mom, you know, look at this." So um, I think my desire to write really has come out of my um, just desire to communicate and and, it, and not necessarily, I, I don't, I don't think of myself as a, um, you know, pen and paper communicator as much as a, you know, conversation sort of communicator. So, um, so that's, you know, so, so the book thing feels a little bit like a fluke. Because I, I I don't think of myself that way, but I do have a desire to communicate, to inspire, and uh, that that idea of writing about prayer was really birthed out of. I, I feel like if I were to um, look back at some highlights, you know, you know, when you look back, there's like, okay, so of course a hundred things went into this, right? But you can kind of pick a few that really like pointed you in that direction. Um, my my life as a mom started super young. I became pregnant as a teen when I was 17. So my first daughter was born at 18. And then uh, I married my husband when she was about a year and a half old. And so those early years of family and marriage, um, by that point, God had really turned my life around. And I just threw myself into motherhood. I think probably the way most people that age would throw themselves into college, right? Or their early career. Just like, really, I'm going for this. Like, I I spent enough time making mistakes, messing around, you know, getting off track. And so, like, I'm just going for this motherhood thing. And at the same time, God had freshly turned my life around. And so I was just so excited about, it felt like everything I read in the Word, it felt like my times of prayer um, were just coming alive to me in a new way. I was just really, I absolutely loved reading God's word. I remember one time I read the, through the Bible in 90 days and I was oh, like, wow. this is amazing. It, it was like a challenge that I did, but I was the only one in my congregation that actually completed the challenge. Um, so it's just so much um, excitement about who God is, what he does and the only people around me were my kids. I had I got pregnant at 17, but then I quickly 
uh, I had another and then another. I think I had uh, three girls before, I don't know, by the time I was 23 maybe or 24, I can't remember. So, um, so those are the people that I was pouring into. And, uh, and so it was, yeah, you know, talking about the Bible, but, um, but a lot of prayer, lots of praying. I was discovering the beauty of prayer myself. And so it just made sense like, okay, so I'm home with these people. Uh, so let's pray together. And yeah, so out of that just came a lot of, um, trial and error and uh, just coming up with creative ways to engage them in prayer. So so my book, Pray With Me, is about how to pray with children. And, uh, and I think it was mostly birthed from those early years of motherhood. I think it's awesome. And at, at first blush, when you see that it is talking about praying with children, but it's very interesting because the way Paul or even Christ talks about us as children, when we're young in our faith, that this could be a very useful a book for new believers as well, because their understanding of the scripture, uh, their understanding of how there, I don't know how many times I've heard from people, they say things like, oh, you pray so good, uh, all your words or whatever, and I don't know how to pray, and and I they would crack up, and actually one of my uh, first episodes for the podcast, I literally d- decided that it was going to be about my spiritual leader, which is God. So I made it, called it a conversation with God. And I literally video and insert my morning out loud conversation that I have in my living room. Um, it's, it's awesome, but it's just, you know, people would probably freak out that new believers, they'd be like, that's how you talk to God. And I'm like, yes, he's that, you know, close and he's that attainable. And, and yes, you want reverence when you enter the throne room, but you still can just, then like pour out your heart. It's not like he doesn't know it already. So I, that is why, um, here's her book. Hopefully we can turn that around and mirror that in the video. (laughs) Um, But the couple of chapters for me that I thought were awesome, and I'd like you to kind of, you know, talk a little bit about where, how these developed was the first one is the theology of prayer. Um, I just feel like that's really, uh, um, you've made it for children. And so it's nice and understandable. It's not dumbed down, but it's like relatable to somebody who doesn't have like a theology degree. And so I'd like you to talk about that one a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you. Um, I approached that chapter knowing that it needed to be written um, and not feeling like I was the person cut out to write it. (laughs) Um, But you can't just like insert a chapter from somebody else in your book. So I was super tempted. Your holy to, ghost writer. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Love it. Um, I was very tempted to do um, just, I, you know, I wanted to approach the book from, um, from just like your everyday person, but also have some uh, like academic credibility, if that makes sense. So my temptation was to research to the nth degree. And I'm actually really thankful I didn't have time to do that. When it came time to write the manuscript, I did not have time to, to research to the extent that I wanted. And I had to just say, you know, Erica, are you writing this book, you know, for the everyday mom? Or are you trying to do a, like a research piece? Uh, right. And so, um, so the, just, it started this conversation with God of, okay, so I have your word. I have your spirit. Um, I need to break this down for not only moms, 
but for children. And um, I really felt like prayer, especially in today's kind of embracing new age, embracing a lot of different religions, I've actually heard prayer tossed around quite a bit, not in the context of Christianity. So prayer connecting with your higher power. And so there's a lot of, so if, if prayer is not grounded in scripture, then it can really, it's really a free for all for what it is. So I really just felt like it was very necessary to break down those truths that we see really obviously in scripture, right? And um, into bite-sized pieces, but also to kind of pick apart the things that we as Christians may take for granted that in a uh, post-Christian, I guess, society where where some people don't no Christianity at all, even, um, where there needs to be some clarification, you know, but, but sometimes Christians are taking it for granted. Like, yeah, prayer is, uh, talking with God Uh, or even, even that distinction between prayers talking to God and prayers talking with God, uh, I think is is also, (laughs) yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you appreciate that chapter. It was, um, it was pretty time consuming. And then even after I wrote it, I had several people review it like, okay, am I missing something here? Um, you know, let, let's kind of break this down. So I, it's a, it's a chapter that I'm super proud of. And I, I hope that it is a huge resource for parents, even as their children grow to say, okay, so the, we're going to focus on these theological truths here. And as they grow, we're going to come back and visit these kind of deeper, more intense ones. So and I think that's really kind of the point. I I think you you hit on something uh, a minute ago that like definition of terms. You know, yeah. you hear a lot of people on social media, a lot of white noise. People have decided the term Christian means things that no was never intended, or prayer, or we as Christians like a lot of churchy terms that we'll throw out, and people will be like, "What does that mean?" You know, like propitiation, or you know, all these different. Know, terminology. And I think that's why people get scared of what does that mean praying, you know, and especially with, you know, we are, we believe in a God that we doesn't have skin on right now. He did at one point in history when Jesus yeah. came, but, you know, so people need to have that relational understanding of what prayer means, what it's intended to mean, and that he's yeah. not Santa, um, that we don't get to just send up a wish list and understanding how you know, just like you'd have a conversation with a friend, you don't, you're yeah. not going to just solely go to a friend and just dump on them all the time and ask them to do stuff for you all the time. So, you know, having the kind of understanding of what the components of that relationship and not overcomplicating the definitions or the terms. And I think that's awesome that the Lord like constricted your time so that you didn't go down a rabbit hole. He didn't have in mind for you when you're writing yeah. this. Yeah. That's easy to do. <laughs> It is. It is for sure. <laughs> um, the other chapter for me, and I would love for you at, at some point in our conversation just to talk about, I'm sure the whole book is a labor of love in your baby, but like maybe where your kind of favorite components, if you if you had an overarching, I don't want you to miss. But I did like the chapter on a legacy of eternal value. I have always um, scrapbooked, uh, journaled, and I had a jar when my daughter was little. Um, and she would have her little things 
because I didn't want to forget him because I was old when I had her. I was 38 when I had her. You had all your kids. By then. <laughs> I don't even know if you are 38 yet. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> so I would write down the things she said and put them in this little jar because some of them, and you know how it is. I mean, you've got five, how cute it is when they yeah. say something and you don't want to forget, but especially like the cute things of her understanding of God. One time when she was praying, we were getting ready for bed and she prayed for toothpaste. And at first I thought it was the cutest darn thing. I mean, I still think it's the cutest darn thing, but then I started thinking, yes, thank you for toothpaste. And thank you for the people who avail themselves of toothpaste. Yeah. (laughs) You know? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. God is in those little wonderful details in prayer. But anyway, I loved your, uh, that chapter and some of your stories out of there. And I would love you to talk about the ark. Oh, Yeah. So I, uh, it's, I, I could reach it now if, if I like, you know, went off camera. Um, so the Ark, yeah, is this um, shoe box that we keep under our bed. And it has a bunch of um, like sometimes like it depends on whatever I had on hand. So sometimes it's like post-its or um, little slips of paper. It's mostly index cards because I finally had the idea. I just need to put index cards but the art contains all these things that God has done that we've seen him do in our life. So whether it's a direct answer to prayer or whether it was just something that he did that I was just so incredibly thankful for, the ark just keeps that record for us. And the name is inspired uh, by the Ark of the Covenant or the Ark of the Testimony, where that, you know, in the Old Testament was a record of what God had done. It had the manna, you know, that God provided, it had the 10 commandments, God's words. And so, um, so this serves a similar function and my husband and I like to um, pull it out and review things that we've written um, and write new things. Usually we, we try to do it once a year, you know, write, write down things from the year that have happened. Sometimes it's something that's just, you know, we have to write right then when it happens. Cause you're just like, Wow, God just continues, you know, to blow our minds. Um, so it's this uh, testimony of just the work that God has done in our life, and um, and I love it. I'm so I don't, you know, like I don't. I'm so glad I had the idea. <laughs> <laughs> and how ties into um, like how you see that as your legacy? Yeah. So the thing is, like our, uh, I think sometimes we think of you know, the things we want to pass on to our children as information, right? We want to tell, we want to teach them this. We want to teach them how to drive. We want to teach them how to pick a good spouse, how to get good grades, you know, whatever the thing. Um, But I think of all the things we could pass on, obviously, I think we're talking about teaching. I think prayer uh, is, is top of the list, but that we also are instructed to pass on our testimony because that's actually part of our children's story. So what God does for us uh, includes them. So when I, when we, when we talk about passing on a legacy, um, we're, we're passing on the things that we know, but we're also passing on what God has done. And so we see that, you know, all throughout the old Testament where God is like generations after God parted the Red Sea, they say, you know, God specifically says, remember when I parted the Red Sea. And I remember reading that realizing, no, how could they remember? They weren't, they weren't there for that. And there's a sense of 
we are supposed to carry the things that God has done as if it happened to us personally. So as I pass on these things that God has done personally for me to my children, I expect them to hold that with the weight as if they saw that with their own eyes. Because that's how God talked about the Red Sea. Generations later, he expected them to hold the weight of that as if they had seen it with their own eyes, right? And, uh, and, and I really think that that's, that's uh, kind of our, our greatest, the greatest thing that we can pass on to our kids is what God has done. Yeah, that, that testimony. I mean, when, when the Bible talks about generational sin that gets passed down through time, and and you know there's a that's a whole churchy another little segment, but it, it, the same thing for our legacy or for us. In fact, even informing them in the moment that this yeah. is uh, this is what just happened. This yeah. this was not a coincidence. This wasn't an accident. This is what just happened, and helping them understand that. And I yeah. think in your book you do that very well in regard to. Uh, I loved it. The, some of the stories with your, uh, I loved Malachi's uh, grandparents. <laughs> In fact, if you want to share just like a little snippet of that, but I think that just summarizes exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So Malachi, um, he, he, this has actually happened several times since I wrote about it, but he just, he had prayed the night before that he could have four, I think it was four or five sleepovers at Grandma Sue and Grandpa Tom's. And so the next morning he was dressed and ready to go. He's like, well, I, I prayed last night that I could have these sleepovers. So, you know, I, I should be having them today, right? <laughs> so, and the story ends with he did get the sleepovers, but it wasn't right then. And it wasn't like all consecutive, um, which is actually a perfect example of kind of sometimes how God answers our prayers is not always... Exactly. Oh, not right then. And uh, a little bit of patience and waiting in between some of it. Yeah. How yeah. adorable, though. That is, you know, this is what we're told. The faith that children yeah. have is complete yeah. understanding that he, you know, you had to like teach him that sometimes that answer is wait or or potentially a no. You have to be prepared for those in the teaching yeah. of prayer. But I, I thought it, it was adorable. My, my daughter carried the same type of faith. She's not because she's been in church that she's a Christian because you can go sit in your garage and you're not a car. Um, right. But she, her faith and her relationship with the Lord is just so expressed when, you know, when she does cry out to him or when she does ask him for something, she doesn't see him as Santa. She sees right. him as having faith in what he would like for her life. And yeah. I, I think your explanation to your children about what we need versus about what we think we want when we're praying to. So. Uh, I just love that. I, I and I imagine your children are used to you using them as examples. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. I tried not to do. I tried to use just enough examples, but not <laughs> not overdo it. So, <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. There. I mean, because that's the point. You you yeah. you are drawing from what the Lord has done with you and in your life. So yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, and I don't think for most moms, there's too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have absolutely loved the book. I love you. You're you're just, you know, your energy and your enthusiasm and your understanding of what the Lord is um, showing you and how to mm. craft that. Because Thank I do you. believe that our stories that we're putting into books um, is his story. It's, yeah. his, it's our story, not just, you know, our individual stories. And um, every day I, I ask him to make sure that I am telling that as yeah. he would have it go out into the world. 
And, um, and so this podcast is about that. And I, every encounter I've had has just been precious and speaks to those foundational things in each of the categories, the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical, and, um, prayer is foundational. It, it, I mean, that's how it all starts. That's how our relationship and our salvation experience starts is with a prayer. So it, it couldn't be more important. If you had something, I mean, you started very young as a mom. And you've got a lot of of them now, (laughs) your little chicks. But if you had something to tell, um, and it doesn't have to be about prayer, but it can be something that you would want somebody younger or even uh, laterally to to just know that you wish somebody had told you coming along. Yeah, I think something that I learned um, young in those early years that um, God has continued to press upon me, but with even more clarity. Um, I think it would be just that prayer is a place. And so I think I, I understood that, but didn't embrace it so much. And um, just, I think if I were to tell like my younger self something, it would be prayer is not just an activity that you do. It's a place that you go to be with God. And so when the worries come, when the anxiety comes, when anger comes, um, go to that place. And I don't mean that, you know, cause we are, we'd already talked about new age things. I don't mean that in this new age mystical meditation sense. I mean that in like, we know what the throne room looks like. We know that when we speak, um, because of Jesus, the whole, you know, and the Holy Spirit interceding even on our behalf that God is listening. And so um, when we pray, we have the opportunity to spiritually go to a place where we're in our Father's arms, where He's listening to us. Um, and I think I've, I, I didn't realize, but all these years, uh, I've just been loving that place of prayer where we, you know, we had the opportunity to look into our Father's eyes and like, my gosh, he's looking back at us. He loves us. Like his eyes are on us. He's looking at us with love, with affection. Um, he's delighting in us, right? So when we have all this pressure on us, when we have anxiety, when we have worry, but especially to any moms listening, you know, you just want to do a good job, right? Go to that place, like be with God, enjoy his presence and just, you know, let him hold you for a minute. You don't have to accomplish something in that place. You know, it can just be a place that you go, right? You don't have to get answers per se. You know, you don't have to pray any special thing. Just go to that place and enjoy being with God. And I and I really think that that delights God, God's heart when we go I, there. I, time. I agree. Like pressing into his heartbeat, not yeah. as a mom feeling like you need to be fixing something or you need. Yes, we do need to play our part. You know, I I always tell the story, you know, the Lord could come and fill my refrigerator, but he doesn't. He's given me a job. I go work then I go to the grocery store and he doesn't even stop me from getting bad stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But I think he does delight in us truly embracing that relationship and realizing we can come in and lay some stuff down and we don't even have to talk the whole time we're there. Yeah. Um, I, I had the other day, I had a realization. Okay. I used to sit at my dining table. And I would do my Bible study and then I would be praying and I found myself staring forward and there was a thermostat on the wall. Hmm. And I found myself like focusing on that because I pray with my eyes open and I'm, and I'm having a conversation and talking 
And I started feeling like Tom Hanks and Castaway. Like that was Wilson, the volleyball. <laughs> and yeah. it was bugging me because no matter what I do, I'd even turn and I kept finding myself. So I had to move into my living room. <laughs> That's so funny. And I get it's not when you're saying go to that place. It's not it's not a physical place. It can be anywhere you are. If yeah. you're in traffic and you just need to get in to that heartbeat of Jesus and just kind of release what is going on that day. Let's just release it off and, yeah. um, and just listen, just feel him breathe and hold you and just kind of walk that out. Just, yeah. you, know, you don't have to be active in that moment and be the one talking. In fact, the old joke about two ears, one mouth, you know, it's your time to maybe listen to what he has to say about what you're worrying about. So that's right. That's that is right. awesome advice. I think that's incredible. Yes. Getting into that space. A lot of times we can get churchy about the veil being torn and now our access to Jesus, but people just need to really understand that he is faithful and he is loving and he is chasing, he is pursuing us. And yes. when we show up, when he's there, I, I can't even imagine the the joy that we bring him to. That's um, right. Well, sweetheart, this has been awesome. I, you are just a delight. And I think oh. it would probably be fun to be a fly on the wall at your house sometimes with <laughs> The kids and the chaos. I have an only child. My house is very quiet. Well, she's 22 now, so she doesn't talk. (laughs) (laughs) This has been delightful, and I really do like your book. I think thank you so much. I'm going to be recommending it. Mm. Um, I'm in a small group of over 45 singles because I'm divorced. Um, There are some new believers in there, and I just really think this is just an awesome. They're always asking things like, "Where do I start? How do I begin?" And yeah. I think that is an, another way that what you have to say could could be so awesome and beneficial to some, some new believers. So, well, thank um, you so much. I've really enjoyed this time. Um, so I would like to thank you all for coming to class. If you're enjoying what's happening at Old School, if you can follow, rate, review, whatever the platforms do. Um, I'm on Spotify, Apple, Amazon. I'll be on YouTube. So wherever uh, you watch your podcast or listen to them. Um, and if you like what Erica has had to say, if you would like to get her book, all of those links and connections will be in the, the show notes and you can reach out to her. Um, if you have a podcast and you'd like to have her come on and be able to enjoy some of the wisdom she has that the Lord has brought through her about prayer, it would just be an incredible way to connect with her. So I really want to thank you for your participation today and, um, you know, class dismissed.